Welcome to Future Insiders, a podcast about the future of tech, business, and humanity. Today, I'm joined by Justin Parry and Tom Simmons from Immerse. We'll be talking about how employee experience is becoming as important as customer experience and how VR and AR can hold the key to unlock its full potential. everyone. So I'm really excited about our guests today. Um, this is a company that I've been talking to for a while that I'm really excited about. And I'm joined by the co-founders, Justin Parry and Tom Simmons from Immerse. Uh, welcome to Future Insiders, guys. Hello. Great. Fantastic awesome. to be here. Thank you. Thank you. So I want to start, um, let's start by introducing, you guys introduce yourselves, what you're doing at Immerse, and then we'll get into it because I'm I'm so excited about what you guys are doing and where you're taking the VR training space. So let's start with you, Tom. Tell folks a little bit more about what you do at Immerse and who you are. So I'm Tom. I'm the CEO. Uh, I'm nine years into this adventure. If we're kind of dividing up the roles, I've tended to do the fundraising uh, and most of the commercial side, I would say. That's the, the simplest way to... Uh, describe it. Um, that's why I probably look more tired than Justin on the fundraising side. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's that, that's me. And Justin? Yeah. So Justin Parry, I am uh, COO and I look after the sort of uh, product and technology side of the business. So right from the very beginning with Tom there, um, defined the Immerse platform. So it's our technology and continue to deliver that with my teams, but also we build lots of VR content as well, so I, I manage those those teams as they as they do that for some of our customers. First, let's talk about what is Immerse and how did Immerse get created. I think that so people like a lot of people have heard you, heard about you guys, but for those people that have not, let's introduce them to Immerse and also talk about you know how you guys came together and how this this amazing company came to be. So look, Immerse is a, a company specialized in enterprise VR. Um, we're all about creating uh, measurable and scalable VR-based experiences that help people train, assess, collaborate in a really effective way. And, and I think our kind of combined passion has been about how we can apply in the most appropriate immersive technologies to the world of learning. Uh, and I think you know, Justin and I go back a very long way. We, we used to work together at a, a big media company on the, on the digital side. Um, and I became really interested in education technology about 10 years ago and realized that it was very sleepy in terms of the way it was leveraging technology. Saw an opportunity like I guess many entrepreneurs do. Um, and kind of the history of Immerse so far is, is really in sort of two chapters. The first chapter was really applying gaming technology to create a PC-based uh, experience, avatars, and, and it was very cool, but it wasn't a great business. And I think by the time we got to sort of 2015, our investors had, had, were kind of ready to check out. Uh, and so we did one last pivot. It was a kind of, it was a pretty dark time for Justin and I. We kind of realized that, we maybe hit a dead end, uh, yeah. but then you know we realised that the advent of uh, consumer VR might be our final kind of saving grace. 
Uh, and so, you know, in the spirit of, you know, most entrepreneurs, you never, you don't want to give up. <laughs> um, and so we tried this one last roll of the dice um, and we kind of converted our PC-based uh, platform into something, you know, experiences that could be rendered in a, in a VR headset, which was the, uh, obviously the, the rift at that, at that time and, and the Vive. Uh, and somehow, miraculously, we managed to persuade uh, GlaxoSmithKline to create a simple version of a pill press assembly procedure. Um, and that was the beginning of, you know, the, the VR phase of, of the business. And it seems like an awfully long time ago, but that's kind of the history. And somehow I managed to persuade Justin to stay the course when he was clearly cursing me for bringing him into this crazy venture. But uh, yeah. now it's a very different space that we find ourselves in. Um, I don't know, Justin, what you would... <laughs> yeah, no, I agree with all those things, Tom. Good and bad, yeah. <laughs> Um, well, let's talk a little bit, Justin, I want to hear from you, what makes Immerse different from other players in the space? Um, because I think that you guys bring, a, a, you know, a really interesting perspective and a different way uh, of doing things. And I think it's very, you know, it's very refreshing, to be honest. So, um, Justin, you know, what makes you guys yeah. different? Yeah, absolutely. So we, we uh, just, to, just to position what we do. So we have a platform that we've built and that enables a few things, the creation, distribution, tracking and integration of uh, immersive content, right? So that's, that's roughly what we do. And we like to think of it in terms of a, a true platform because it's, it's, it's a term that's very much open to interpretation. There's lots of different ways of uh, describing a platform, but we very clearly see it as a, a way of enabling the co-creation of value, right? So you have sort of two uh, actors, uh, which in this instance would be enterprise um, organizations and content creators. And then we put the technology in the middle and we enable those two to be able to create value, right? Which in many instances at the moment, it lies in sort of training and learning and development. But the platform is very broad, so it could be more than that. Um, so all of those things together are greater than the sum of their parts. And so that's, that's the kind of enabling effect that we're trying to have. And we do that um, through a cloud-based platform that we have, but also uh, uh, key is a software development kit that we've built. And we built that right from the very beginning. This isn't something that we sort of just thought, well, you know, we're making some nice content here. Let's, let's build this thing. We baked it in right from the very start from the pivot that Tom mentions. <clears throat> and the SDK fundamentally is to enable any content creator, whether it's somebody that sits within a big org or whether it's a, you know, a, a small outfit that um, you know, is, is creating content um, in-house. Uh, anybody can use the SDK to create this secure enterprise-ready content. And at the heart of that is a principle that we are uh, really pushing, which is the idea of sort of open. Mm -hmm. And alongside that sort of openness is a desire for, for us to build an ecosystem to get you know individual companies and in general uh, widen the space out from the silos that it tends to exist in a little mm -hmm. bit um, and get people collaborating because we believe that that uh, spirit of collaboration will make for a better uh, industry um, and it will enable uh, those companies to um, that have key areas of specialization whether it's sort of soft yeah. skills or 360 video or maybe they do photogrammetry or virtual tours whatever it might be enable them to shine and do the things they're good at 
but bring them into a platform ecosystem that enables all of that to be leveraged by these big organizations in a, in a secure, enterprise-ready, scalable manner. So that's really, that's really what we're, we're trying to do, um, is enable and empower, if you like. I love that. And I love that it's open and, and that you're, you know, yeah, I actually think that's a, that's a great thing for, for the community and for business in general. I think it's a great idea. Um, Tom, do you want to add something? Yeah, I, I would just say that I think what's exciting for us now is that the market is evolving. And I think when we were in those very early VR days five years ago, there just wasn't the understanding uh, generally in enterprise in the learning and development function. There, were, there just weren't the skills out there. So we inevitably did the content ourselves mm -hmm. for the time. And, and that was part of proving ourselves as a small company selling into very big companies. It was also proving the validity of VR as a, as a kind of device to transform training. Now, I think, you know, and this is what is exciting for us is that we're seeing now that companies are beyond the kind of, oh, what's VR phase? They are yeah. now get, thinking about scaling. They're thinking about data. They're thinking about measurement. And some of these companies are already building their own content teams and that's fantastic for us that's a it's a validation of of what we've been selling for for a while so yeah, yeah, yeah. really pivotal exciting times for sure yeah and, and you guys are the platform which i think is quite interesting um what are some examples of how uh, how companies have worked with immerse in the past so we can kind of illustrate this for folks well i would say the the probably one of the most compelling and particularly in a pandemic um, mm -hmm. is the work that we've been doing for Shell. Uh, and Shell, yeah. to their great credit, were, were early out of the blocks, realizing that if there was a way of creating uh, an assessment experience that didn't require the assessor to be standing there with the clipboard alongside someone performing a task, you know, either offshore, obviously expensive, or yeah. in a training center, and you could replicate that experience, you know, it, realistically in VR, then that was, you know, a, a very simple return on investment case. Uh, and, and I think the exciting thing now is that you're seeing this sort of drive uh, from those companies. You know, and this was where VR training started. It was the, the most compelling use cases were high cost of failure, mm -hmm. situations difficult to replicate. And so... Shell's, um, you know, original vision is really now being you know, beautifully rewarded because, you know, they have a solution that is made for these times, you know, where the assessor, the trainer just can't jump on a plane or, or travel. So uh, I think Shell was a, was a great kind of starting point. Um, you know, we've had, you know, now there are many other examples. And I think as, as the space opens out and awareness of, of the different you know, forms of training, you know, we're, we're moving very quickly towards soft skills as an area, you know, we're starting to see some really interesting developments there. Now, you know, supporting what Justin was saying, we're not developing that content ourselves, because there are lots of really great companies who have a specialism, they have the subject matter expertise, and we're just trying to facilitate them yep. creating these scaling, you know, opportunities. And there's some, some really good 
current examples of that. There are a lot of very good companies that are, you know, accelerating their progression like ours. Yeah, I would I would add to that and say that the it used to be the case that when we would uh, acquire a new customer, it would always be a case of working with them to um, embed the platform, but also we would be creating the content for them because they just weren't ready for any other approach. And they kind of wanted us to solve the whole thing for them. <laughs> Whereas increasingly we see that that's, that's not necessarily the case. We do often get that. We will often um, deliver the first few projects for a customer, but equally <clears throat> with an organization like BP, for instance, that, that started just with the, uh, the platform. Yeah. So, uh, you, you know, the, uh, the, the, the conversation began by BP wanting to implement a platform that would bring together a lot of their existing activities, but also ensure that um, all of the things they're doing in the future are sort of consolidated down. So that, for me, has been a really interesting shift in the last 12 to 18 months is, you know, it's not just about the content. And I think that's related to the movement within the industry and the market beyond YVR, and more into a question, which is great for us, but why immerse? Mm -hmm. um, you know, why the immerse platform? Because for so long we had to answer the question why VR, and that really doesn't come up very often anymore. Which is, you know, that is a that is a significant uh, factor for us in terms of being able to push our proposition forward. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's quite a quite interesting, and obviously you definitely have seen an acceleration during the pandemic of you know the need yeah. for people to train. Um, folks in, in, you know, in using these technologies. Uh, so one of the, one of the conversations that we've had that I've had with you guys uh, since I got to, got to meet you was employee experience EX, what's called EX is yeah. becoming as important as customer experience, which is CX. Obviously there's lots out there, lots of content on customer experience. People are obsessed with CX, CX. And I'm kind of over here with you guys starting to think about, wait, employee experience EX is becoming as important as CX or even more in some ways. So what is Immerse's role in, 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 in this, you know, in this part of enabling, you know, unlocking the potential of EX? Well, I think <clears throat> from my perspective, if you look at the big problems that organizations are facing um, now from a sort of employee perspective, of course, they've got all of the the, the, the profitability, profitability um, you know, and sort of everything related to the quality of their service and all those things, you know, customer retention are the, are the really big ones, but any, any business only really can exist on the power of its employees and on their performance. So all the questions around upskill and reskill and um, retention and engagement of the, of the employees themselves is absolutely key. Um, and that, of course, has been exacerbated by the, the pandemic because as people are pushed into these new modes of working, uh, there is a degree, a high degree of, sort of redefining how that, how that works. And as you say, with the, with the emphasis over the years on CX and the refinement of that down to something that's well understood, um, there is this drive to take some of the principles from that and push it into the employee experience. Because obviously everybody um, wants uh, well, any employer should want their employees' lives to be better, right? That's just an aspiration mm -hmm. that we should all have. But there are also really tangible benefits to this as well. So there was, a, <clears throat> for instance, a, a report from Forbes and uh, a joint report from Forbes and Salesforce, I think last, it was late last year, that yeah. uh, revealed that companies that have high EX and CX saw almost double the revenue growth of those that didn't. So there is this real 
there's a very tangible benefit to it and it's going to uh, extend beyond hr uh, the remit of hr into the rest of the organization so it's going to touch people like uh, all functions like the C cio cto technology areas of the business and there it's about obviously finding the the technology and the solutions that um, that, that meet these pain points and uh, defining the right tool for the job and so to come to your your sort of key question there it's that that's really where the immersive tech piece fits in and vr specifically is is the right tool for the job and being part of a blend of technologies that can really deliver the very best in employee experience and so tom's already mentioned you know the more practical things around replicating complex um real life scenarios and safe training in um hazardous situations but there's also you know, replacing the physical hardware when people can't actually get access to a facility or a piece of equipment that can be done in VR. There's the reduction of um, travel costs. People can't move around so freely now and certainly won't be returning to that degree of, uh, of, of movement that we used to have anytime soon. VR can, can solve a lot of those problems, you know, access to remote experts and so on. Um, so, yeah, VR fits in there as a as a sort of tool uh, to, to one of the tools that you can select from when you're trying to create the the optimum employee experience in these in these kind of ever changing times and really tackle those those big those big problems. Yeah, love that. Uh, well, Tom, do you, do you want to add anything? Yeah, I would. I would just say, look, talking from the perspective of the of the passionate entrepreneur, we've always felt you know frustrated by companies not wanting to give their employees a more engaging, exciting experience. Uh, I mean, it's not obviously not applicable for everything, but, but why wouldn't you want to onboard a new employee by using VR to excite them about, you know, the company that they are joining? Because you probably can't, you know, try and make them travel to the head office anymore why would you not want to come up with other alternatives to making everyone sit in a classroom to go through you know sort of very wooden role plays i mean th there are great alternatives now genuinely now that companies can use to create a more engaged workforce and i think that's that's what you know justin and our clever team have been you know pushing for a long time and i think those messages now we, we see a change, you know, that they're, they are way more receptive than they've been for a long time. Well, and I also think that the generational change, like you have Gen Z coming into the workforce, I think that's going to push companies also to say, no, we need to adopt these technologies and use a platform like Immerse for training. Um, you know, Gen Z is going to expect the companies that hire them to be innovative in the way they train them and the way they retain them. So I think that that yeah. is where, you know, the, when you guys say why immerse, it has to do partly with that. But before we go into more of the future stuff that I love to chat about, maybe let's talk about why immerse. So Justin, why immerse? Why immerse? Well, for all the reasons <laughs> that I mentioned at the top of the session, the the, the fact that we're open, the fact that um, you can go to any content provider and, and have them create the content that can then be distributed across your organization and then tracked and integrated and all that stuff. <clears throat> the true scale that any organization needs to really properly be able to embrace a, a, a technology. That's what that's what we do. And we um, we're not 
not looking for an exclusive relationship with any organization. We just, we want to be part of that, um, that framework. If I can just add that, I think we have a, a depth of knowledge and experience that is as good as anyone else. I mean, we've been obsessing about this, as we've been saying, for, for a long time. And I think that combination of having a very smart, talented team and then clients that have been very ready to collaborate. You know, in those early days, GlaxoSmithKline and others that were willing to get into this very iterative type of process because, you know, that, at that time, there wasn't really much uh, theory. You were sort of making it up as you w went along. And so lots of what a customer would find in our platform and our SDK has been born out of solving real-world problems. You know, how do I deploy these kind of solutions at scale? And I think that's that's one of the things that sets us apart is this is that depth of experience. Awesome. And um, so now we're getting towards the end of our time together. And I usually ask uh, all my guests a really fun question related to the future. So obviously, this is Future Insiders. We're talking about future tech. But I also want to know, like, what is... Um, what is something, could be a piece of technology, could be a news story, could be anything. What have you seen lately that gets you excited about the future? So Tom, let's go first to you. Yeah, I, I would say without wishing to sound too clear, what gets me most excited is, is now. Um, you know, with people adopting uh, our platform and our, our software, that, that is the most exciting thing. I, I think if I was gonna pick out one piece that excites me, is probably eye tracking and having that integrated into the headset because I think that that will provide another really valuable part about measurement of skills and and you know knowledge and how we measure that. So I'd say that was would be one piece I'd pick out. Awesome. And Justin, how about you? Yeah, I mean I I'm uh, I'm totally about uh, just delivery. So I always just my default answer to this question is the same as Tom's, which is that. Uh, I think people need to be more excited about what's available now than constantly thinking about the future. Also, that's what stops people from making decisions as well. So, but, um, <clears throat> you know, I, I'm always going to give that answer. But I would say this is purely because I saw it this morning. Uh, there was a bit of tech that uh, was dropped into one of our Slack channels because we have a, uh, a, a shared channel where everybody drops in the latest sort of tech news. I, I hadn't seen it before. It was a, a piece of kit that apparently enables you uh, to control an experience with your mind. Mm -hmm. uh, I hadn't seen it before. I knew that this stuff was sort of out there in terms of being able to track user responses, um, but I hadn't seen anything that was actually allowing people to control what happened in the scene. So it looks really interesting. It's probably very early days. But the notion that there could be some combination of, you know, the things that you're doing with your hands and a controller combined with uh, things that can be done with your mind would be amazing. And we got a little bit excited in a, in a funny way, just purely because um, simple things like being able to input codes or usernames, um, you know, could be could that could get an awful lot easier. Yeah. Um, but obviously that, you know, building out into much more um, potentially you know, pretty mind-bending um experiences literally so, mind-bending <laughs> yeah yeah i mean again it's i i, I really only read, watched a video and read an article yeah. but it's pretty it's pretty cool 
Yeah, I know exactly which one you're referring to. It's quite interesting to, to watch. Um, I have tried most of these devices, the external ones. I do not have an implant in my head, and they're quite fascinating. So yeah. Um, so I I want to I want to also give you guys a chance. Um, if, if anyone is listening to this and they want to kind of connect with you guys, where can they find you? So Tom, where can they connect with you? Um, immerse.io is our website. I'm tom.simmons at immerse.io. I'm yeah, obviously on LinkedIn and on social media, you know, we're, we're looking always for curious people, people that want to get into interesting conversations, you know, bring it on. Uh, so uh, yeah, looking forward to making those connections. Any, anybody on both sides of the kind of uh, the coin there, which is the, you know, anybody that's interested in VR within their organization, but anybody that, that creates VR content um, or has these VR services that they, they think we could, uh, where, we, where we could add some value, do get in touch. Awesome. Great. Well, thanks for being on Future Insiders, guys. I really appreciate it. Thank you. You're welcome. Been great. Thanks for inviting us. Thank you for listening to Future Insiders. I hope you'll join me for more interviews about the future. And don't forget to subscribe and tell a friend about the podcast.